Praise the Lord. You know, we, we just celebrated our 26th anniversary. Palakpakan natin ating Panginoon. And we have opportunity to remember the past, rejoice in our present because of how God worked in our life. And now we're able to look ahead with excitement and great anticipation. And we thank the Lord for His faithfulness. Amen? Palakpakan natin ating Panginoon. Praise God. Because of Him, we are here today. It's all about Him. And we give Him glory. Salamat. Kaya salamat, salamat. Yung favorite theme song ni Brother Sam. You know, in the past years and months, many of you would agree with me that there's so many changes happening. There's so much changes happening in our lives, in our families, in, in, the, in the community, in the Singapore, and even in our church. And those changes does affect our, the way we view our future. Those does affect our emotion. For example, some of our friends, our church family, have decided to move out of Singapore. Some of them returned to the Philippines. They have retired and they left Singapore and went back to the Philippines for good. Some of them have decided to migrate to another country. They went to a place where there's snow. Do you feel sad? Of course we feel sad. It's natural because we have relationship with them. And even when in, in, there are times we're sad and we're also being, we feel demoralized because I believe some of you will feel demoralized because your care group or your ministry is no longer the same ministry it was. Last time, kang, there were 10 of you. Ngayon, dalawa na lang. Magtititigan kayo, sabi mo, sabihin niya sa'yo, uuwi na rin akong Pilipinas next month. So ikaw na lang mag-isa. What, what do you feel? You feel... Lonely. You feel lonely. You feel sad. It's normal being a migrant church. And we all experience that. Um, those changes. Uh, we rejoice with them as how the Lord will use them. But for us, some of us will be demoralized, sad, and we will miss them. Some changes will also challenge us. Some of you were called to step up. Some of you are called to step up in their, your workplaces. Some of you are called to step up in the ministry that God is calling you. Yet as the Lord steer your heart, you feel that you're inadequate. You have fear to step up because you're afraid. You don't you see yourself capable. Or maybe some of you feel rejected because you were never given a chance to serve or have that opportunity to serve. Those changes affect the way we view. Or maybe you've been disappointed in yourself. Or maybe you've been disappointed by someone that hurt you. And because of that, you have lost the joy of serving the Lord and serving God. Who have among you were hurt before? All of us? Are you lang? <laughs> Most of us were hurt before. We were hurt or people hurt us. And it affects the way we live our spiritual walk. It affects the way we serve. But you know what? As we look into God's Word today, let's find an encouragement because God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Sabi mo sa mo, God is doing a new thing. You know, lately there's a verse that's been lingering in my heart. 
And I believe this message will perfectly fit to most of us as we face challenges in the future that we, we don't know of. Some of you might be disheartened. But I've entitled this sharing, Embracing the New Things of God. Embracing the New Things of God. And we'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16 to 21. Embracing the New Things of God. And let's all stand as we read Isaiah 43, verse 16 to 21. Let's read together. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariots and horse, army and wires. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wink. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do not perceive it. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me and jackals and the ostriches, for I will give waters in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I form for myself, that they might declare my praise. Let us pray. Panginoon, salamat po sa tanghaling ito na kami po isama-sama para lumapit magpuri at mag-aral ng inyong salita. We ask, Lord, that you would open our heart. If any one of us, Lord, has, is, is discouraged or disappointed, Lord, of the past, I pray that you open our ears, our hearts, our mind to them to see the new thing that you are doing in our midst. Give us that anticipation to trust your promises that we know that you are God of new things, that you can bring a dead thing alive, that you can turn that all things new. And I pray, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit will move mightily in this place, speaking to each one of us. Illuminate your word, O God. May we hear your voice. May we find you as we study your word. Salamat, Panginoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You see, Isaiah was called to ministry to prophesy during the period of divided kingdom. At this time, Israel were divided into two nations. The northern kingdom, which is Israel, and the southern kingdom, which is Judah. And during his ministry, he saw the fall of the northern kingdom under the Assyrian Empire. If you read the Old Testament, you'll see all these things happening. So ang nangyari dito, yung Israel, which is northern kingdom, fell into Assyrian Empire. And we know the reason why, because of their rebellious way. They were worshipping idols, they are not following the way of God. Now, when Prophet Isaiah rose, his message was towards Judah. His message was towards Judah. And if you read his letter... From chapter 1 to 39, it's very harsh. Why? Because he's dealing with their sin and their idolatry. If you read Isaiah chapter 1 to 39, it seems the tone of the message of Isaiah is, was very harsh. It's full of warning. It's full of judgment. Telling them that the judgment will come upon them. Because they were unrepentant and they were hard or stiff-necked people. 
And that judgment, he says that if you don't turn, if you don't repent, if you don't return to God, the Babylonian Empire will come to you and conquer you. And we all read it. If you read the Bible, you see that because of their unrepentant heart, and because they departed from the Lord, he foresaw the coming of the Babylonian captivity. Ito ang sabi niya in chapter 39. Behold, the days are coming when, when all that's in your house and that which is your father's have stored up till the day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And some of your own son who will come to you, whom you will father, shall be taken away and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. You see, he did not saw what happened to Judah, but he prophesied because of their stiff, stiff neck, because of their heart, because they don't want to turn and return back to the Lord. He predicted that this will come. Now, this is chapter 39. But it's very interesting if you read suddenly in chapter 40, the tone of Isaiah's letter changed. You look at chapter 40, ang stabi niya doon, comfort, comfort, comfort. Why is that so? Because now Isaiah was writing to a future generation, those has been taken to Babylon. Sabi niyang iba, anong sinasabi ni pastor? Hindi ko gets. Let me give you. Chapter 1 to 39, Isaiah was talking to the people of Judah. But chapter 40 to 66, he is talking another generation, many, many years later, to the people who have been exiled in Babylon. And chapter 1 to 39, his content was warning and judgment. But in 40 to 40, 66, comfort and restoration. Ang galing ng Panginoon how he used this man. He was speaking to these people who were so hard-hearted. Ayaw makinig, pasaway, pinanish ng Panginoon. But at the same time, he asked Isaiah to write them a letter that would comfort them later in the future, telling them that God will restore you again. When I read this, I go, wow, ang galing ng Panginoon. In the verses that we have read, Isaiah was in this chapter 43. Isaiah was comforting them, telling them that God is doing something new. They've been in Babylon now for almost 70 years. They've been staying this 50 to 70 years, sabi ng ibang scholar. They have been there. Pero yung word ni Isaiah, many years back, was telling them, the Lord is doing a new thing. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, the Lord is doing a new thing. So this how he started his encouragement in chapter 43. In verse 16 to 17, he, he said this, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path of a mighty water, who brings forth chariots and horse, army and wires. They lie down, they cannot rise. Remember this, what is, what, what's happening here? See, Isaiah was telling them the story what happened when they were enslaved in Egypt, when God rescued them in Egypt, and during that, that Red Sea moment, what did the Lord do? 
He made a path in the mighty water. God, Isaiah was telling them that God will do a new thing. Never forget that what He has done in the past, He can do the same thing. God can do the same thing. He can make way and save you. Now, as you look at here, the first exodus, the first exodus, they were slaves in Egypt. They were taken out. Ang pupuntahan nila ay what? Ang description is a land of what? A land flowing of milk and honey. Now, the first exodus, because they were enslaved in Egypt, etong scenario na to, they are going to a place where it's nice, peaceful, clean, and the description is what? A land flowing of milk and honey. Sinong gustong pumunta sa lugar na yon? Wow, amen lahat, amen. So God is telling them here, but now the different here, these people who are being captive in Babylon, they are returning to a place. They are returning to a place of ruin, a lot of rubble, and need of restoration. It's a rebuilding project. So iba ang nangyayari. The first exodus, when they were Egypt, they are going to a place which is so nice, parang MBS. Ngayon yung pupuntahan nila parang sa... Alam nyo na yun. Mess. But God is telling them, I am doing a new thing. Now, if you ask me personally, mas masarap dito, right? Napupunta ka sa maganda. Kaysa dito, napupuntahan mo, babalikan mo, ay magulo. Sinong gusto umuwi sa Pilipinas, magul- magulo ang pamilya? Wala. Ayaw. See, it's easier to hear, but you know what? God is telling these people. Yes, the place may be in ruin, but I am doing a new thing. God is telling them to embrace the new thing that He will bring. And some of you might be experiencing the same. Maybe some of you have been discouraged with your ministry or your care group. Or maybe you've been disappointed with your life. You have planned a lot ahead. Sabi mo, by ganito, ganito, mag- gan- marami kang plano sa buhay, but none of them natupad. Ang daming plano. Puro drawing. You plan for your family, you plan for your children, you plan, but you see nothing is happening. Or maybe some of you have been comfortable, contented with status quo, and you want to stay the same. Maybe some of you have moved to another place and you are rebuilding your life again. You know, I was speaking to a sister who visited us. Um, she, used, she used to be part of our church and bumalik siya dito. Sinabi niya sa akin, you know, Pastor, miss na miss ko ang living word. Of course, we praise the Lord. Hindi, hindi ako makahanap ng church na katulad dito sa Pilipinas. So, ang ginagawa mo, nakakitin lang ako ng online. But yung church mo doon, ayaw ko pumunta doon. No, when God plant, plant you somewhere, never have that kind of attitude that keep on looking back. Ask God, Lord, where are you planting me? You're going to bear me. You're going to make me fruitful. See, when God calls you, he will, we need to embrace the new thing that God calls us to do. 
So if you are that person, discouraged, disappointed, or maybe comfortable, or maybe God is rebuilding your life, I believe that God is calling you to embrace a new thing that He's doing in your life. And let me suggest, as we look in the Scripture, on how we can embrace the new thing in, that God is doing, the first thing we need to do, if we want to embrace the new thing, first thing we have to do is shake off the past. Sabi mo sa atabi mo, shake off the past. Shake off the past. Shake, shake, shake. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake off the past. To embrace the new thing that God is calling you to do, you must be willing to shake off the past. Now, I want to make this clear. When I'm saying shake off the past, I'm not saying to let go of tradition or let go of our conservative, conservative values as people of faith. I'm not saying that we should live a, a liberal life and follow the world of the, of the world. What I'm persuading of us to shake off is areas in our life that might hinder us from experiencing what the Lord is doing new. Because there's areas in our life that we've been holding back. That's why we can't move forward. There are certain sins in our life that easily entangle us that we can never run properly. Hindi ka pwede mag-run ng marathon daladalaga ang luggage mo na over-luggage. You can't. You have shake of all those areas. I was watching a movie, Butterfly Effect, many years back. Uh, and, and the story is about this man who has the power to return to the past and change the past. So he, what he will do, because he don't like his life, he went to the past and tried to change a few things and return to the future. And when he returned to the future, yung problema niya ay nawala, pero may another problem he was facing. Because he don't like that problem B, he went back, solved problem B, he returned, the problem B is gone, but yet he have another problem, problem C. He don't like problem C, so what he do? He went back again to the past and tried to change things, then he went back, and then problem D, and so on and so on. At the end, you know what happened? When he returned to his present, his hand, he had no more hands and no more legs and he could no longer go, go back to the past. You know, some of us are like this, unable to advance with our life because there are things that, that because we are dwelling in the past. You know, past is important. It helps us to be rooted of who we are. It past, if we, the scripture said, remember, it also let us allow us to remember the things of God. But there are errors in our life that we need to let go and shake off. Because some of us are living in the past and not living in the present and having no anticipation to live in the future, what God has planned for us. Now, verse 18, it says here, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. There's two interpretations that you can read here. First is the textual interpretation. What's that? If you connect verse 18 and 17, after explaining what happened in Egypt, then the, uh, Isaiah said here, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. What he was saying is that God might have done something powerful in the past, and He can do something right now, but don't let your past experience dictate what God can do and not do. Let me repeat. Don't let your past experience of God, experience of God dictate what God can do and not do. Because God can do a new thing. 
may na-experience tayo in the past, dapat ganito si Lord kumilos. Then we are putting Him in the box. But you know, God works in ways. In the first Exodus, God rescued them through, from, from the Egyptian by what? Going to the Red Sea. But you know, in the second time that would they return back from Babylon, sinong ginamit ng Panginoon? Nation of Persia. Sila pa nagtulong, oh, dalin nyo to, dalin nyo to. The Lord help. The Lord work. So don't let your past experience dictate what God can do and not do. Because His ways is higher than our ways. His thoughts is higher than our thoughts. Many times we put Him in a box. And I pray as people of God, we said, Lord, do a new thing. Give me that faith to trust you. That you can turn things around. We might not understand it, but I know you can do things. Another interpretation here as you look here is this. You must understand the Babylonian had been a group of people who were unfaithful. And because of their unfaithfulness, because of their rebellious way, they were sent to the Babylon. Surely they were full of guilt and they were, re- they were full of guilt and remorse. Anong feeling nung ano? Nandito ka sa Babylon. Because of what? What do you be feeling? You'll be feeling na sabi mo, sasabihin mo, sana nag-obey kami sa Panginoon. Sana nag-repent ako at nagbago ako. Have you ever said that, your words? Sana all. Or maybe, sana hindi ako nagkamali. O hindi ako pasaway. You see, these people are people who were chosen by God, but yet, Prophet came to them. They were did not. They did not listen to the Lord, and they experienced judgment. So they might have felt that guilt. They might feel that disappointment in themselves. But you know what God is telling them: Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of. See, we cannot be stuck in the past. We should not live in the past. but We are called to live in the present and possible future. I believe the past is a springboard for us, a springboard for us to move forward and not a shackle that holds us down. And let me give you two areas that can hinder us, hinder us from moving forward. One is this, past failures and discouragement. All of us make mistakes. Sino ditong walang mistake? All of us make, make mistakes. Agree? Who among you failed people? All of us failed people, right? And who do you experience that people failed you? Do you experience? Who have been hurt before by people? Wow. Pag attend ka na encounter. Who been hurt before? Really, Joshua? Who have been hurt before? We've been hurt before. My question is, did, have you hurt someone before? We all hurt and we've been hurting and we hurt other people. We all experienced that. You see, we, we feel that failure and discouragement. 
And sometimes when we are stuck there, we are like in prison. Bukas na ngayon prison, ayaw mo mo pa lumabas. You've been set free, yet you are still in the past. You don't want to come out of that prison. The Lord already released you, yet you still stuck inside the prison. You know what, God? I, you know, God can heal, God can give you rest, but you cannot stay inside the room and stay there and say, I'm here. I'm forever here. God wants you to move forward. God wants to heal you. God wants to restore you. But you cannot stay. That failure and discouragement you have. Some of you are not serving the Lord because God, someone have hurt you. Or more probably you've been discouraged with what you have seen and experienced. But it's not, not a reason for you to stop moving, to, from moving forward. Or else you're robbing yourself of what God plans for you. Each one of you have been gifted by God. Blessed by the Lord. Redeemed by God. Redeemed by His blood. But don't stay in the past. Don't stay. Moses never stayed in the past even though he have killed someone. David never stayed in the past even though he killed Bathsheba's husband. Paul killed many Christians yet he never stayed in the past because he had the redeeming power of Christ. He experienced the love and the change of the love of the Lord. So there's no excuse for us to stay in the past and say, Dahil siya, ayoko na mag-serve. Dahil siya, ganyan siya. Dahil siya, ang pangit-pangit niya, ayoko mag-serve. Don't let your past dictate your future. The Lord has a wonderful plan for you. Yes, we will face challenges. I'm not teaching here prosperity gospel. I don't like prosperity gospel. What I'm telling you is sometimes we are stuck in the past. Second, past victory and experiences. What hinders us is yung iniisip natin na Bagay. The past has become an idolized world, the good old days. And when we face challenges, we retreat into that castle. You see, Isaiah, God does not want Israel to retreat in the past. And I believe the same message to all of us. Our past accomplishments, our past victories, our past experiences that the Lord has worked in us, it should not call us to not to step forward but should cause us to move forward. Sabihin ng aking Norwell, 30 years ago, namit ako ni Lord sa bundok. Ang dami namin na ministra. 30 years ago, ah. Tandaan mo, 3, 0. Ang tanong ko eh, ngayon po, oh, how about now? The Lord still using oil. Are you stuck in the past? You know, I was looking at our pictures. If you saw our wall, praise the Lord. Nagagandahan ba kayo? Praise the Lord. Palakpan natin ang Panginoon ay ginawa ng ating mga churchmates. Si Ruby, si Joy. Pinaghirapan nila yun. Si Brother Bong. When I was looking at it, I said, we have to Recovered that seal that we used to have. Church Living Word started with just simple five to eight ladies. 
and they were moving and sharing the gospel, not afraid, not afraid to lose face, not afraid to go orchard to share. From eight, from five to eight, they grew to 150, then they grew to what? Nakalagay dun to 700. And now we are here in Mapex, baka naging comfortable tayo. We're stuck in our past victories. We shouldn't stay there. We should go and move out. And I, you know, I, I tell you, I, I've been praying and I'm so pumped out. I said, Lord, I pray that the Living Word Fellowship will not be afraid to move forward. Kaya sabi mo sa mo, get ready. Many of us have graduated in IBI, in SOLs. Many of us have been serving in many ways. But I'm asking, are we making a dent in the world? Are we really following the call of God to go and reach out to the people who are lost? There's a danger that we can be stuck in our past in victories. And it become a trophy for us and said, Lord, we have done. We have been faithful. No. God is the one who will say whether you're faithful or not when you face Him. So when you are still, I don't know how old you are now. Yan, my galit. I don't know how old you are now. Who among you are 20 and below? Raise your hand. 20 and below. 20 to 40. Raise your hand. Hindi nyo alam age nyo. <laughs> Who among you? 40 and above. You see, God can still use you. Amen? God can still use you. God can still use you, so don't stay in the past. Don't stay in the past. I pray that all of us have that Caleb spirit. See, Caleb sabi niya, Lord, give me that mountain. Let me conquer that mountain again. He not, did not retreat. Even he was old. He said, give me that mountain. Now ask God. I pray that God will give you that mountain. And when you face that mountain, you're going to pray to the Lord, Lord, give me that mountain. Maybe a barrio, maybe a your home place, maybe your family that God is placing in your heart to reach out. I don't know. Maybe a friend that God is steering your heart to pray and to reach out. Pray God would just touch you and said, Lord, give me this mountain. I will not stay in the past. To embrace the new thing. Shake off the past. Sabi mo ulit sa atabi mo, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake, shake. Shake it off. Shake off the past. Second, one of the most crucial things as we shake off the past, we set our vision on God. We set our vision on God. No, shaking off the past is one step, but it's one, one crucial step here is to set our eyes on the Lord, looking upon Him. We must understand that these people, the Israelites, has been in Babylon for more than 50 to 70 years. They have grown accustomed to foreign land. However, deep in their heart, they want to return back to the promised land. Yet they can't see and discern the hand of God. That's why God asked them a question in verse 19. Ang tanong ng Panginoon, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it's spring forth. Do you not perceive it? The other, other ibang translation is, Are you not aware of it? Do you not see? Do you not discern what I'm doing? Sa Tagalog, mas maganda. Hindi mo ba ba makita? Masdan mo ang aking ginagawa. Bagong bahay. Bagay, bahay. 
I'm trying to do Tagalog. Hindi mo ba, ba makita? Hindi mo ba, ba makita? There are things that God is already doing, but yet you can't see. You see, God is really doing something in our life, but we are able to see why, because we're not looking into Him, but you're looking in other things. You know, there's always a danger if we don't focus on God. There are many things that can happen to us. If God has never been our vision, never been our focus, one thing that will happen is that is we will pursue selfish desire and wants. Rather than seeking His will and His purpose in our life, our focus is anong gusto natin, anong maatay natin. If the Lord is not our focus, what happened? We became impatient. Like Abraham and Sarah. Remember the story? God promised you will have a son. Naging, ito si Sarah kasi eh. Nagpanik. Baka nagmeno. Si panik, kasi hindi ako magkakaanak. Hindi na. Look at me. What did they do? They panic and then, because another problem is smile, impatient. Because their eyes are not focused on the Lord. If your eyes are not on God, what happened? You get easily distracted. What easily enticed you, you get easily drawn to things not of the world, uh, the things of the world, and you're not aware that ang puso mo pala ay naging matigas na. And your eyes is not focused on God. When our eyes are not focused, when God is not our vision, what happened? We rely on our assessment based on what we see and based on our emotion. If you've been following our Bible reading today, in this past few days, we've been looking at the life of the Israelites when they were conquering the promised land. Moses sent how many? Twelve spies to go and spy the land. And then ten, twelve of them returned carrying what? Grapes. The size of grape is malaki. Nagturo ako sa Acer, sabi ko, yung size ng grape ay sa laki ng ulo ninyo. Big, kasi nga, dalawang tao eh. But what happened? Ten of them said what? All of them agree it's a beautiful place, a place, a land flow of milk and honey. But ten said what? They saw the annexed. They saw the enemies all around them. And they became afraid. Only two of them, Caleb and Josh, Joshua, were not afraid. They said, come on, come on, let's go, let's take it. It's, it's a promise of God. What's, what's wrong with you? You see, Caleb and Joshua's focus was on God and never been the enemy. They know God has done great things and never been the situation. Their assessment has never been their eyes because they're walking not by sight but by faith. Only two of them survived and entered the promised land. Set your eyes on God. Sabi mo sa atabi mo, set your eyes on God. Set your eyes. Nag-iisip ka, pauwi na ba ako, Lord? Sawang-sawa na ako sa Singapore. Sawa na ako sa Laksa. And it's a common question to many of us, right? Kailan no magre-retire? It's a common question. Those are valid questions. But you know, lay it before the Lord. Lay it before the Lord and said, and said, Lord, let your will be done. I set our eyes on you. Open the door. It's God who will lead you and guide you. So remember, set our eye vision on God. 
If we desire to embrace the new thing, third, we need to submit. We need to God's leading. We need to submit to God's leading. You see, as we set our eyes on God, surely He will show you what He's been doing. And in verse 19, see what He's been doing. He says here, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And the wild beasts will honor me in jackals and ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give you drink to my chosen people. See, wilderness and desert is a metaphor of what? Anguish, pain, struggle. But I will make a way. God said, I will make a way. It means what? God will make a safe passage. It means that God will lead. God will guide. It means God will direct. When God said, I will make a way, it means God will protect. The other statement, He said, I will give water in the wilderness. I will put waters in the river. What does it mean? It means God will provide. God will give you rest. Kung pagod na pagod ka, ang sarap uminom ng tubig, right? I'll give you rest. Water means life. I'll give you life. As you journey in this path, I will sustain you. See, this is what God promised to His people. So what God is expecting to His people Simply to surrender and submit and to trust and follow His lead. Now, the journey that they have to take is this. From Babylon to Jerusalem is 900 miles. It will take four months for you to walk. Four months. And that travel is not, not easy. Wala pang highway nun. Wala pang LRT o MRT. Wala pang grab. Wala pang grab. And if you would travel this journey, they have to go through mountains, they have to go desert, they have to... And, and it's very dangerous time. Why? Because war is trumpet. There's many war happening in this place. But God said, we'll make a way and I'll give you water. You know, when we surrender our life, when we surrender to His leading, there's a few things that we can learn here. When we surrender to His leading first thing we can learn is this. There's no shortcut. Sometimes when we pray, we want shortcut. Lord, tanggalin mo ako dito sa problema. We want shortcut. Tatanggalin ka dito. Ang isip mo, tatanggalin ka dito. Shortcut ha. Babagsak ka dito. But sometimes the Lord does not work that way. Many times He allows you to journey so that he will, you know Him and depend on Him. Submitting to God's leading sometimes. There is no shortcut. Many times there's no shortcut. And we're going to go through. And we ask, when we surrender to the Lord's leading, it will push us to step out of our comfort zone. Who wants to, stay, who wants to go to the wilderness? The Israelites were already in Babylon. But God is telling them, step out. Don't stay there. Some of us may be in our comfort zone. Have to step out. Submitting to God's leading is also a test of obedience. I promise this, but you have to step out in obedience. What is the Lord telling you to do? What are areas in our life that we need to surrender so that we can obey 
the calling of the Lord. As we surrender and submit to God's leading, you know what? It develops our faith. We get to know Him more. We get to experience His power in your mind. To embrace new things in life, the things that God is doing, first thing is what? Shake it off. Second, set our vision on God. And third, submit to His leading. And lastly, embracing a new thing of God, it leads us to give Him praise, to sing Him praise, to worship Him. You know how beautiful in verse 21 it says here, the people whom I form for myself, that I might declare, that they might declare my praise. If you study the life of Israel, they have never been a perfect people. There are people who wayward, yet the Lord said, You are my chosen people, and I have formed you. See, when the Lord do new things in your life, ang motive ng Panginoon is always this, so that you may draw nearer to Him, so that you may worship Him. When the Lord are doing new things in your life, He wants to reveal Himself more to you. So that ang respond mo ay papuri, pasasalamat, at thanksgiving. You know, as I'm looking at here, these people who were so stiff-necked, kahit ka-stiff-necked sila, pasaway, ilibig pa rin sila ng Panginoon, at God still gave them second chance, even though they were in Babylon. And still God made a way for them to return. They realized this. They echo what Psalms 35 says, he says here, for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. As we follow his call, it might not be a shortcut, but the thing that will happen to us when we see that God is working, it develop us a life of worship at thanksgiving to our God. If I would put forward Pass forward what happened. Isaiah tell them this. You know what happened? They were able to return to Jerusalem. And this is what happened many years later. They were able to rebuild the temple. Isra, able to rebuild the temple. At Sabidon, they sang responsibly, praising God and giving thanks to the Lord. And years later, Nehemiah was able to build the wall. And what did they do when they dedicated the wall? They bring to them Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication of gladness with thanksgiving, with singing. When God do a new thing in our life, and when the Lord finish His work, God said, He, who done a, uh, he, he will complete His work. Ang respond natin ay papuri at pasasalamat. You know, the past few weeks, we've been busy with the uh, preparations uh, at our um, anniversary. And I thank God for those who have supported us. Salamat sa inyo. Nabusog ba kayo? Kulang ba? Sobra. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And when we were preparing, I have an opportunity to ask some of our um, older members in the church to send me pictures. 
Because I was looking and what are the pictures that I need to put in our wall, if you look at our wall. And see, proud na proud kami dyan. And when I was selecting the picture, it's just the story of Living Word Fellowship. And as I was looking at the picture, it just simply dawned into me who we really are, we really are, to whom we belong, and why we, the, what's the reason of our existence. Pasensya na kung yung picture nyo, wala ha? Next time, lalagay natin sa kabilang pader. You know, when I was looking and preparing this, I'm just reminded that all these people who have been with us, and even us today, are people who've been saved by God, who've been redeemed by His blood, people who've experienced mercy and grace, people that God, all of us, kaya tingin mo katabi mo, sinner yan. Pero minahal ng Diyos at binago. Nagsama-sama tayo. And we become a family, a family that would what? Praise the Lord. That will honor God. And as I was browsing the picture, I said, God, thank you. Because our boasting will be you. Less of us and more of you in this church. This is you have been working. How can I just be a friend with Tita K? I don't know Tita K. How can I meet up with Brother Bong? What made us draw together is simply because of Jesus. I see, when I look at this picture, I see people that God have rebuilt lives. People that have God have experienced the rebuilding of the Lord in their lives. Amen? Do you agree? That the Lord has rebuilt your life? Because of what He has done. He has shown mercy. He has shown His love and in grace. And each time I will go there, I say, thank you for these people. Thank you for you are working in our midst. And we want to sing you praise. Kaya Psalms 115 verse 1, it says, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. When God do a new thing, when He accomplish His work, you will be amazed and ang respond ay papuri at pasasalamat. Kaya tama si Brother Sam, tatawagan natin si Brother Sam, salamat, salamat. Salamat, Panginoon. Because of His love. There's nothing that we can boast here, but we can boast in the Lord. Amen? Let's give the Lord a couple offering. Let me summarize and call upon the worship team. Embracing the new thing of God. There's a call for us to shake off the past. Kaya sabihin mo sa mo, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake, shake. Shake it off. Huwag na magduel. Shake it off. Pag may nakita kang malugkod sa labas mamaya, ayaw mo Pag may nakita kang galit. Let's all stand.
Kung may nakita kang sister na complain ng complain ng problema 10 years ago, ang sasabihin mo, shake it off! 10 years ago yan, sister. But I know some of us here need to shake off some errors in our life. Yeah? And I pray God would just steer our heart and reveal those and pinpoint, Ruel, eto ang kailangan mong i-remove. These are things that entangle you that you cannot run the race properly. But as we shake off the past, we're also called to set our vision on the Lord. Not on our situation, not on ourselves, but on the Lord. Embracing the new thing is a call also to surrender our life to Jesus, to submit to His leading. Raising the new thing to God. When the Lord made a way, ang respond natin sa Panginoon, Panginoon, thank you. We worship you. So at this point, I would like to take time for us to dedicate our life to God and say, Lord, we offer our life to you. So in your places, just come to the Lord and say, God, Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything that I've been through, Use it for your glory. Worship Him. Let's lead us in this prayer. Hallelujah. Lord, I offer. Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I've been through. Use it for your glory. Lord, I Let's 
Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we praise you, God. I believe some of you, the Lord is speaking to you. There's areas that you need to be sh- to remove in your life. Past that you have to shake off. You've been living a life with bitterness, anger, frustration, disappointment, discouragement. But what God wants to do is to heal you from that. And God is calling you to remove that and shake it off. Sin that entangles you. Remove it. And we know the Holy Spirit will come and help us to remove and burn those areas that we need to surrender before the Lord. Hallelujah. Some of us need to set our vision right. We focus on God. We have lost our sense of direction and perspective because our eyes are focused on many things. But what God is telling us to do is to set our eyes on Him. Some of us are being called to surrender our life to His leading. And you are afraid. You don't know what will happen. But I pray for the Spirit of God to empower you, to cover you, so that you will be able to stop, move forward, not in fear, but in faith. Hallelujah. In church, we are called to praise God. And let our boasting, our praises, declare His holy name. Declare the King of Kings, our Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Holy Spirit, come. If some of you want to be prayed for after this benediction, please feel free to come. And we want to pray with you. We want to walk with you. Our elders will be here to pray with you. You can open your hearts to them. If there are struggles and you need to be prayed for, invite you to come in front after this benediction. Let's just raise a hand and receive the benediction. Colossians chapter 3, 16, 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Lord, as we face this new week, empower us with your Spirit, and may your word speak to us each day. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise the Lord. If you need to be prayed for, we are here in front and we can come and pray for you. Just turn to somebody and tell that person before you, before you go, embrace the new thing that God is doing in your life. God bless everyone.